Welcome everyone once again to an exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Now because it is, well let's face it, Thanksgiving, uh, you may be tuning in right now, sitting around the table with your family, you know, eating food, or maybe you've already had dinner and you're just relaxing, or maybe, you know, you're with your friends and family, or just friends, and you're you finished eating and now you're doing your annual Thanksgiving gaming session. You're all at the table. The orcs are before you, you have bow in hand, sword in hand, whatever your weapon is or whatever the class of your character is, and you're ready to charge into battle. Whatever it is, you know, we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being with us. If you've only been with us for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, or if you've been with us all the way since the start of Dungeon Crawlers Radio back in 08, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for always being there, and we've got some really, really exciting changes coming up that we hope will really bring some energy back into the show. You know, 2014, what, it's, it's been kind of a love-hate relationship. It's been really good for us, and it's been really bad for us. There's been a lot of things that have transitioned and changed, and, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you guys have felt that, and, but at the same time, you've seen a lot of good stuff come out uh, of 2014 with this just you know it has been one of those very very interesting years and we're really excited uh to move forward and we're really excited to uh you know bring what we consider one of the best uh geek radio shows out there just for you guys and we just again thank you for supporting us, thank you for being there, and we hope that you love the changes that are coming forward. Now, because it is Thanksgiving, we do want to bring you a really amazing show. I mean, this is really DCR Gives Thanks, and that's thanks to you, our listener. Um, you know, you've been there, you've heard our shows, we've had a lot of great interviews with... Um, Authors with game developers, you know, at Gen Con, we had Mike Merles, we had Jeremy Crawford, the lead designers of D&D 5th Edition, or D&D Next, as some of you may know it. Uh, we talked with them because D&D got released at Gen Con. Uh, we had a lot of great interviews with several gaming companies there at Gen Con, you know, and those videos have been out there. Um, we also had great interviews at FantasyCon at FanX, at Salt Lake Comic Con this year with celebrities. Now the thing is, is we didn't air any of those on the on the show itself. We didn't broadcast a single one. It was all on our YouTube channel. Now what we've done because you know we're giving thanks and generally on a holiday like this, we what we do is we roll out a, a best of show. Now because this is a special best of, we decided 
uh, as a team to kind of roll out those celebrity interviews that you guys did not get to hear unless you went to our YouTube channel. Please go check out our YouTube channel. Um, Dungeon Crawlers Radio is a channel. Also check out our Twitter feed, which is DCR underscore show, as well as our Facebook page, uh, which you can look up by as Dungeon Crawlers Radio. You know, our social media presence is going to double uh, this next year, and we're definitely, we push out a lot of stuff there. It's where you can find out who's going to be coming on the show next, when the show's airing, and any other things. We're going to be really amping that up and bringing a lot of excitement. Not only that, we really want you guys to contribute to the show, whether you know you're sending an email questions for the Gamer Forge, whether you're calling in, or emailing us questions, or you know sending us messages on the chat or Facebook, why we're interviewing the people. We really want to get a lot of uh, listener participation this next year. You know, and if you're too shy to jump on the phone, send us an email. We'll be more than happy to say, hey, you know, uh, John Smith just sent in this email to ask you. You know, this question, you know, we're really excited for what's to come. We want to make this a fun experience for you, the listener, for our guests that we have on, and for us. So hopefully uh, you'll get really excited and really amped up for that. So with that said, we definitely want to bring to you, as part of our thanks for being, you know, a loyal Dungeon Crawlers radio listener, we want to bring you some really great, really exciting interviews tonight on this show. And we're going to start this with our interview of Jason David Franks. Now, if some of you don't really re- know what who that is, I'll tell you, this will be really quick. Remember the original Green Ranger. That's right. Tommy, the guy that played Tommy, Jason David Franks, that's his name. And, you know, later became the White Ranger, but... We're bringing this interview to you right now. All right. Hi, Internet. Just to prove that we still love you, this is Dungeon Callers Radio. This is a guy named Joe, and today we're with uh, Jason David Frank. Hey, how's it going today? How are you, man? I am well, thanks. You guys watch. Please do well. So, this is your. This is not your first time so late. Yes, my first time. Really? Okay. What, what have you enjoyed so far? Well, I went to I-5 wind tunnels, uh, active skydiver and a base jumper and Went out to the wind tunnels yesterday and got a chance to fly over there with all my good friends. Uh, had some good food. Saw the mountains yesterday and uh, I was up at 5 a.m. today and I've been doing media nonstop because I just love you all. And uh, so haven't eaten either. Got to grab a bite to eat. Should carry like a, a morphin bar in my pocket or something. So like a morph up power morph up bar. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, maybe we can power that. morph. Yeah. Get on that internet. Shh. Don't tell them what. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead and tell everyone. Give me yeah, as long as you get some. Make Give them a case. Yeah, so, um, so with your martial arts background, what did you bring uh, going into the show, and what did you take out once you finished? Man, I was always training. Once I started the show, I was a four million black belt. As soon as I started, everybody wanted to go to the next level. I said, no, I'm a guy that's going to earn. I just want to earn my, my place in life. And, uh, even with the uh, Power Rangers, like, I stuck with it. I was passionate about it. And honestly, like, I earned my way at these cons. Like, I, I've been doing cons for three years. doing free. I still wait for my parents to visit every con. I'm in charge to come. And um, it's just what I do, and I'm passionate about my fans. And um, I want to continue building, um, I say fan base, but, but building self-esteem with all my fans and telling them they can do anything they want to do. 
You know what I mean? But oh, your passion, yeah. you like what you do, right? Oh, absolutely. And if, if, it's not about money, right? No. You're not getting paid millions of dollars to do this, right? No. Okay. Well, we, we need to make at least one dollar today. Well, I mean, I'm sure you would like to, but but you will if you're passionate about it. If you get into this business and say, well, I want to get in this business and I want a million dollars tomorrow, you might as well stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, when I teach karate, I don't go in it thinking I'm going to have, I have a thousand students right now. I go in it, I teach every class is like it's the same. So I build one at a time. Next thing you know, you've got a thousand people, but it's all the same energy. Because you're passionate. Yeah. So that's what I like to speak. Okay, that's awesome. So then once you're done with Salt Lake Comic Con, that experience this weekend, where are you going to be next? I'll be in Minneapolis, uh, Puerto Rico in May, Motor City in May. I got four shows. Atlanta in May. That's just May, and then, then every month is the same, so I get lost. Sometimes I come up and I say, hello everybody, welcome to, where am I, where am I at, you know, but I can't mistake Salt Lake City, okay, you guys are awesome, and I got, I got more uh, chance to see more of the city than I've ever done at any time. That is good, that is excellent, hopefully you'll be able to see a lot more of the adult experience, the sights, sounds, and food, and all that, especially food, I love food here. So, uh, is there any last shout-outs that you want to get out before, uh, before oh, well, the internet closes? I'd like to uh, say follow me. I'm very active. I have no admins on my page. It's just me posting all the time. And I approve left and right. Um, Jason David Frank, official fan page. Um, like that page. And Instagram, I'm pretty heavy on it. So it's JDFFFN. Uh, tag me on everybody that tags me with a picture. Including you all. I go through it every night and I like them. I look at them um, because I go to all my likes. So I'm pretty heavy on social media. I got about almost half a million Facebook fans, which is great. Um, and about 42,000 on Instagram, which is a little bit slower, but uh, it's fun. Great, awesome. All right, so then before we uh, before we wrap up here, do you think it would be possible to get a quick drop from you? Can you do that? Awesome. So if we could just uh, uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Jason David Frank, and you are listening to Dungeon Crawler Radio. I'm Shelly Mazzanovo. This is Warren Hammond. This is Taryn James. Hi, this is Tim Russ. This is CJ Henderson. This is Dan Wells. Hey, yo, yo, this is Matt Hill. Hey, this is Ira Salvatore. This is Tracy Hickman, and you are listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, as am I. We are here with Adam Baldwin, Firefly, you know, Jane, everything, Vera, you love it. Uh, how are you How are you liking it? So far so good. Salt Lake City is a beautiful city and uh, the air is great, the weather is hard. I'm not going to get to go skiing this time, but I uh, love it so far. So how are you enjoying having all the brown coats that are coming here? I'm loving you for playing Jane. Yeah, the rush show works perfectly for that, isn't that the universal music? Absolutely. Yeah. I got a little Zeppelin crank in here on, nice. the, uh, on the tunes here, but uh, it's, it's nice to have some of the ground uh, cuts come up after what is it, 12 years now? 12 years, yeah. yeah. 2002. 2002, wow. Yeah, well, it's, it's amazing that you, just one season in a movie, and the, I, the fandom probably rivals Star Trek and Star Wars, so I would that's, a, that's an honorable thing. That's good company. Right. Now, is there anything that you're working on right now that's coming up? We're going to show called The Last Ship. It's going to okay. be on TNT. starts in June, June 22nd premiere. It's the story of a Navy guided missile destroyer and its crew who are charged with finding the antidote or cure to the 
virus that's infected the world. Nice. So we have to find the cure. Now, I have to say, I did love your little, uh, the one episode you started in with Nathan and Castle, yeah. the crazy cop. Oh yeah. my gosh, I was laughing the whole episode. Ah, well, he's sort of crossed between, he's like Dirty Harry meets Jane Cobb. Yeah. That's how I like to think of it. Very nice. Yeah, you know, when Nathan said, you think you could pull that character off, I think I could. <laughs> so you still keep up with the, everyone from the Firefly show? We try to. Yeah. Nathan, Nathan just had a birthday party, too, and a few of the guys were there. As a proof of our undying love, this is Guy Named Joe with Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and I'm at Salt Lake Fantasy Con 2014. I'm here with actor Doug Jones. How's it going today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Great. So is this your first time out in the Salt Lake area? No, I actually filmed a short film up here with uh, director Jonathan Martin and his sister, uh, also co-directed, Rebecca Martin, right here. I think it was in Provo. We did it last summer, uh, a half-hour short film that is not out yet, so I wish I could tell you more about Kiss the Devil in the Dark, but... But it's really cool. I, I play Terrence the butler, and I might turn into a demon. That's the title character. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I know but that was last summer, and I, and I love this region of the country, and the people here are so nice. See, case in point, right? So, yeah, so meeting a bunch of a bunch of Utah folk today. And people have traveled here from all over the place, too. I've been meeting people from Arizona, Nevada, uh, Wyoming. It's, a, it's quite, a, quite a central spot. Good place for it. Yeah. So then... Uh, with, with all your experience of going to other conventions, how do you keep up with such a hectic schedule going on? Oh, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer for that. I wish there was a pill that would give me energy for like, yes, now I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm on hiatus right now for my TV show. I'm on Falling Skies on the TNT network. And so during the months that I have off from that show, uh, I like to do as many conventions as I can to get out there and meet people and be like, hey, watch my show, you know. Uh, and I'm also been filming all summer too. So I'm doing like indie indie films, web series, short films. Uh, I just did a commercial for an anti-smoking campaign for the FDA. So it's one thing after another. And then I work the conventions in whenever we can. So I fly a lot. I'm not home much, and I'm never sure what city I'm in when I wake up in the morning. So so that, that's the hard part. It's like what? Okay. And there's a rack of clothes waiting for me. So I'm like, okay, I'll put something on and I'll go meet people. That's what I'll do. That's right. You're and I got to say, Doug, you are a sharp dresser looking to the, You are looking good today. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank so, um, so of, of all the other jobs that you've been taking on, you said you've done television and commercials and stuff and seeing great success with Falling Skies. Is there one that you, you love more than the other? Oh, I mean, I, I, you, you know, the, 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 Tom Cruise once said that the answer to that question should always be the most recent thing you've done because <laughs> that's what you're pushing. So, no, I, I love all, all the projects I've been in and all the characters that I've been able to play. Uh, you have to love them or you can't play them properly. You know what I mean? Even the evil characters I've played, I love in some way, shape, or form. 
But I, and I have a soft spot in my heart for the movies that have had an effect on people. Yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus is one where I played Billy Butcherson, the, the dead, dead zombie guy, and uh, who comes back to life. And it's a goofy, fun Disney family movie that a lot of kids have grown up with. So people in their 20s now have said, I grew up with you. You're part of my childhood. That means the world to me. Yeah. And between that and the Hellboy movies have had, uh, as, as comic book films go, yeah. that had an emotional reaction for people. And Pan's Labyrinth is another one that's really had a lasting effect with six Oscar nominations. It's a, truly a piece of art that does live on, and, um, and it has affected people and empowers them to make wise choices in this world and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so once you're done at Fantasy Concert uh, uh, over this weekend, what, what's next? what is next for Doug? Finishing up my crown work on my dental. Uh, oh, gosh, I had to squeeze that in sometime this summer. The right side of my mouth is a mess. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, next weekend I'm going to be in Chicago for a thing called DashCon. It's a Tumblr event. And, um, and then I uh, start studying my lines for a movie called The Midnight Man, in which I play a mafia torturer guy who's a wine connoisseur, an art critic, and a, uh, a classical music lover. So, uh, so yeah, it's a great, great I, and I, yet I torture cool. people in my, in my, and that's my job. <laughs> So I'm doing that. And then I got Comic Con in San Diego coming and uh, Monster Con in South Carolina. So it's, it's a full summer, very full summer. Very, very nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Doug. Good luck on the rest of the Hey, this is Ira Salvatore, Bob Salvatore, author of Gospel Grimm and way too many other books to mention, and you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Hello, Internet. Hey, we still love you, just reminding you, in case you forgot. This is a guy named Joe with Dungeon Crawlers. I'm here at uh, FantasyCon 2014, and I'm here with actor Christopher Judge. How's it going today? It's going very well, very well. Very happy to be here. Good. Excellent. So I got a first question I got to ask you. All right, what do you prefer, hair or no hair? Well, it's I, I generally prefer hair, but we, we, we've been going through a heat wave in, in Los Angeles, so... Uh, yeah, I just had to get rid of it, just 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 for the sake of sanity. Yeah, and with the humidity out here in Salt Lake, it does get a little, right, right, a little, right. little out there. So, I mean, how how do you how would you compare something like FantasyCon so far to some of the other uh, events and conventions that you've been to? Well, you know, the funny thing is, I, I didn't even know there were conventions in in Utah in, in Salt Lake City, um, and uh, so I, I was just um, invited a few weeks ago, and. You know, my first thing was they have conventions in Utah, and uh, but you know it's it speaks to really um, just the wild popularity of of sci sci fi fantasy uh, and just um, you know how how popular it is everywhere in the world and it, it's amazing. I, I guess this is the second year you've been doing events. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, it's it's amazing the number of people that are here on an early Thursday afternoon. Um, which is quite overwhelming. Don't doesn't anyone here work? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Not on these days. Not today, not today. But no, it's uh, it's amazing the size of it and uh, just how nice people are and uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's really great, really great. So, has there been anywhere in particular that you really favored in Utah? Was did you choose any good eateries or any good uh, any good uh, drink establishments? You know, I've literally been here uh, for three hours. Uh, so I, I just flew in, uh, took a quick shower, and, and headed over. So I, I really haven't seen anything other than the road to get here okay. from from the hotel. 
I see. So then, uh, what's what's going to be next on on your palette once you're done here at FantasyCon? Um, I, I, st- I well, I started working out, but uh, I have a movie that I'm starting at the end of the month uh, called Opium Wars. Um, it's uh, a big sci-fi uh, feature. Um, so that that's what's next. Uh, I uh, just did. Uh, I can't talk too much about it, but I just did a. Uh, I just did finished last week a new voice on World of Warcraft. Really. Um, so yeah, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is done and in the can. So awesome. yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so I mean, with all your years of working on on Stargate SG One, which is largely where you're known from. Right is I mean, what did you take away from that that has impacted the rest of your career? Um, I, I, what I've really taken away is that if you can actually have um, a, a great chemistry with your co-stars, that it does translate and, it, and the fans do get it and the fans do. And, and it, it, there's really no way to fake it, you know, and that's... You know, and especially, you know, I'm, I'm just amazed uh, how much uh, our fans like know about us, know about the show, know, but they really picked up on how much we got along as as a cast. And you know, I, I've always, I've kind of, I'm kind of moving more into uh, producing and writing and stuff, which which I'd always intended to do. And uh, I, 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 a lesson that it's taught me is, I, I really now put. Um, a, a, a great deal on trying to assemble a cast that really does get along with each other, you know, because it, it really does tell in the, in the finished product. Right. That's absolutely true. Yeah, true charisma and true chemistry cannot be denied. So once you're done here at the at FantasyCon, are you going to be doing any uh, any kind of signings or any kind of uh, any more events? Um, I, I know I go to uh, I go to to Belgium. I go to uh, Switzerland. Uh, to Germany. I'm in Germany in a few weeks. Um, although, you know, after the World Cup, I don't know if I'll be... <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Germany um, and uh, Mississippi, I know I'm going to be in. So, yeah, so still doing a, a, a few more for the year, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on with us today, Christopher. Good luck on you for the re- to you for the rest of the convention. Hopefully we'll see more of you. Awesome. So this is Guy Named Joe with Dungeon Crawlers. As always, you're welcome, and get more from your games. Gentlemen, behold, Dungeon Crawler Radio! <laughs> Daniel here. Uh, we're live from Fantasy Con with Renee O'Connor. And how have you been enjoying the con so far? It's been great. It's actually much larger and more spectacular than I was expecting. Okay. It's great. So, I mean, you've been in a lot of films. I, I recognize you from uh, Boogeyman to, uh, was well, Xena in that, but you were also in Alien Apocalypse with Bruce Campbell as well. Yeah, Bruce Campbell rocks. He's yeah. as good as everyone thinks he is. <laughs> so, I mean, how was it going, you know, having him as Italicus in Xena and Hercules and being in the Alien Apocalypse with him as well? Well, our favorite joke about Alien Apocalypse is uh, when he comes back to rescue me or something, and I've lost a couple fingers, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, honey. Nice. <laughs> it's, awful. it's awfully funny, but he's, he's uh, what was your question? I don't know. No, it just, it, was it really fun having kind of going back to the roots there with him because you had that kind of camaraderie in, in Xena? 
Yes, 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 yes. I wanted to work on that project yeah. because of Bruce Gamble, um, because you know it's pretty crazy stories. But um, he's, uh, gosh, he's just so much fun. You can't help but want to get on set and try to make up some ridiculous jokes just to try to entertain him because yeah. he's funny. Nice. <laughs> so what are some things that you're into as well? Because you mentioned you're doing a film festival. Yes. I'm um, a co-director of the San Pedro International Film Festival, which is right at the base of the Los Angeles Harbor. And it's our third year, so we are really excited. We're pulling... Uh, films and short films from other festival circuits and bring them to the, the local area. So is there any other projects you're working on besides that one? We have a short film, it's called The Usual, which just came from the Cannes Film Festival and it's also going through the festival circuits and it's about kindness and paying it forward. Um, my friend Don Higginbotham wrote and directed it and I'm acting in it. So uh, how is it coming to these conventions in this setting where you're sitting up and you have fans coming up to you? Say, you know, I know it's been several years since you played Gabrielle, but is that what you're most recognized for? Or is there other characters you're recognized for? Um, I think the people who followed me from Gabrielle are really watching the other projects I do. I, I may not have as much visibility as Gabrielle and Xena, but the projects I do are from the heart, so they're, um, it, they're independently made short films or feature films, and it's all about... Um, you know, passionate guerrilla filmmaking. So nice. they like to follow my craziness. Yeah. So <laughs> is this your passion or is the film festival type stuff your passion? Um, I am a filmmaker okay. through and through. Um, the reason I'm a part of the film festival is because I know what it's like to be in a film festival environment and I, um, I wanted to recreate experiences that I loved for other filmmakers. And so it's almost like going on both sides of the stage, you know. You wow. put something on and you're also a filmmaker and you sort of work with your peers. Is there any con uh, future cons or any places that our, our viewers can uh, catch you next? Um, at the San Pedro International Film Festival. I will be there helping to run it. So, okay. <laughs> I'm Shelley Mazzanovo, author of Everything I Need to Know I Learned from Dungeons & Dragons, and you are listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers. We're here at Gen Con with author Bob Salvatore. And so how have things been so far? So far, Gen Con's been great. How about for you? It's, it's been great so far. So, you know, new books out, uh, Night of the Hunter. Yep. Uh, new books coming in September, too, Rise of the King. Yeah, wow. They've been keeping me busy. Uh, I can't keep up. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Well, so, Night of the Hunter's been out for a couple of months. So. Yeah, uh, I haven't read it yet. My, my bad. But uh, so what, kind of what's going on with Dritz and now that the, the team's kind of back? Um, I'll figure a way to blow them up again. Okay. And, you know. Good. It's, um, no, there's, there's a whole bunch of storylines that have just kind of spiraled out from the, from the team coming back. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just following down the road like I always do. That's how I, people say, you know, how far ahead do you plan? And how about a chapter? chapter? And I just, I'm just right, I'm just following them down the road and we're having fun. Nice. So with 5th edition coming out, is that going to change anything for the, the guys? Well, it did. That was what the Sundering was all about. Okay. That was the Sundering brought the realms to 5th edition. Okay. So now we're there. And it's, it's easy, and it's, it's, it's very... The way they've, they're doing it is very good with the realms this time because they're letting the authors lead. They didn't tell us, this is what's happening, this is what you have to do. That was 4th edition. Mm -hmm. This time they just said... This is what we're doing. What do you think would happen to the realms? And we told them. And it's been a really great process. Nice. So it's been a lot of fun. 
So are we going to see any really interesting things happen with maybe Menzo Morenza? Yes, that? absolutely. That's where I'm, I was working on the plane coming out to Gen Con, and I was in the city of spiders. Nice. You bet. Okay. Chaos reigns. Very nice. <laughs> so, you know, is there any other projects you're doing besides Yes, I'm good. glad you asked. I did a Kickstarter last year for Demon Wars. I did a, a Demon Wars RPG. Mm-hmm. It's an entire gaming system based on my world of Corona and the gemstone magic and the monks and all that. And the Kickstarter was being fulfilled. The books are in. They're gorgeous. The Kickstarter is being fulfilled on Monday. And Tuesday, we're mailing out all the books. And after that, it'll be for sale um, at various stores around the country, but also at my wife's that at an online store. Oh, nice. Where people can buy signed books or clam battle hammer hats and shirts, things like that. And the, the new rule book and the new game book, and it's um, it's easy to remember. It's rasalvastore.com. Very nice. So I got a plug in for that, and she'll be happy. And, nice. Uh, so, yeah, we, we'll keep them really busy and running along and working on Demon Wars, working on Dark Elf. And so we're gonna, are we going to see good. more Demon War books? Well, for the Kickstarter in the, in the RPG, I wrote a novella. Oh, okay. That picks up after the end of Immortalis, and... When I was, I wrote it so fast because I was having so much fun. I'm like, all right, that's a signal. Yeah, I need to go do do some more. Do some more. So yes, I, I think there are going to be more Demon War books. Absolutely. Okay. Anything more like the Crimson Shadow, or is that done? Well, Crimson Shadow. That's interesting you say that. If you look at the map of Demon Wars, it looks like Labrador and Newfoundland. It looks like the eastern coast of Canada. Oh. If you look at the map of Crimson Shadow, it looks like the British Isles and France. Yeah. That was done on purpose. Crimson Shadow was supposed to be Demon Wars, but I didn't have enough time to develop the world fully. So when I finally when I left TSR in the mid-90s, I went to Del Rey. That's when I did Demon Wars. But I've always thought about bringing the Crimson Shadow books into Demon Wars. Okay. So it could happen. Nice. In fact, I, I, I love that series. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I love Oliver. Yeah. Oliver's, yeah. Oliver's my guy. Yeah. So we shall see. Okay. But it could happen. So they can go to your website here shortly to get the Demon Wars RPG. Uh, they, can, they can pre-order it right now. Right now? Okay. Are and they can also store? pre-order Rise of the King, which is, okay. like I said, is coming in September, September. and get them all signed and Very personalized nice. and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then your Clan Battlehammer uh, hats and shirts. Hats and shirts for the Clan Battlehammer. Yeah. It's my softball team. Yes. I remember yeah. you saying that. Oh, but there's one other thing. Okay. I, yesterday I did a Reddit and we announced that Audible did the collected stories of the Legend of Drifts. Yes. But they have a different person doing each one. Ice-T did one. Yeah. Weird Al. Uh, David Felicia Duchovny. Day, yeah. Felicia Day. Will Wheaton. Sean Astin. I mean, a whole bunch. It's awesome. And they're giving it away for free. Yep. For the next 39 days. You can Already download picked up it for copy. free. And so let people know about that. All right. That's, I think that's very cool. Pick it up. All right. Well, thank you for your time. My Appreciate pleasure. It. This is uh, Dungeon Carver's Radio. This is Revan. We'll catch you next time. This is Bob Salvatore. (laughs) I took my chances. Who knew that they'd pay off? Focusing on how to win. And if you're sore about it, no, baby, that's your loss. Cause I have a right to brag with some taste Like take that sucker, <laughs> that's right It's so in your face Cause it's the best game
shed You ain't my friend, Bob Now all I do is shudder and sob I used to scratch your ears Your exposed organs bring me to tears Love is a feeling that will always be Love is a feeling that we share There is no healing from your circumstances But my furry friend, you'll always be my pal You were my Down by the canal I'd find the sticks You'd fetch them and pick up ticks I'd tell you the stories Sharing the adventure and the glories Love is a feeling That will always be together Love is a feeling That will always be together Love is a feeling That will always be together Love is a feeling That will always be together Hey, Dungeon Crawlers, uh, we're here with actor Craig Park. You know, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, big fan. You know, Bless you. Uh, playing Haldor in Lord of the Rings, Dark and Roll in Legend of the Seeker, and then uh, Claudius Glaber in Spartacus. You remember names good. I know. I, I love all those. There's no those key shows. card here, right? No, no, nothing at all. So, you know, what was it like playing those those roles? Um, mixture of enormous fun and endless tedium, um, okay. and discomfort. So. It, <laughs> To be part of a show is, is glorious, yeah. especially with rings. It's it's just wonderful source material yeah. and, and an amazing group of people making it. So there was there was so much joy in the process, but I think for everyone involved too, there was just so much misery of of cold nights and sitting yeah. around and uncomfortable armor. But that is that's the true glamour of being an actor. Okay. It's basically you're just cold, wet, and miserable most of the time. Yeah, and um, and have glorious time on the way, you know, nice. you're sharing that agony with other people and having a great time. So, what about, you know, the armor and that from Spartacus, I mean, was that really uncomfortable? Or? Spartacus was wonderful, they, um, I think for the first time ever in my career, I had an armor outfit that was comfortable to wear. Um, Oh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, just got that. So, um, except it would, by the end of the day, it would get blisteringly hot. And my favorite thing to do, they love me for this, yeah. is, is go up to people and go, oh, come. And then if you turtle out like that, yeah. a blast That's of somewhere. fetid, wet, horrible air blast oh, into yeah, people's yeah. face. So that was, my, um, that was my release in the day. <laughs> All right. So, and I heard you mention just recently, you know, you, you're, you've made it because you're a Lego figure. I am a Lego figure. With yes. Little hands. Little like hands this. and angry and happy face. Yeah. Their face. I didn't realize that, but a friend showed me the other day that there's a little smiley face on the Lego, <laughs> and then you swivel them around. Yeah. Yeah. Angry face. Nice. So, now, with the character Dark and Roll, because you more 
wore robes instead of armor. I mean, was that uncomfortable? No, it was, was very it... comfortable. Okay. Robes, wear a dress to work, a skirt and a dress, it's very comfortable. Okay. Um, I hardly recommend it. Duncan Rahl was, was a mighty powerful emperor who, who yeah. owned most of the world, yet he only had one outfit. I noticed. Yeah, it's, it's that weird fantasy thing where people just don't, don't change. Don't yeah. clothes, yeah. So, I like to think he had a hundred of those outfits hanging in his closet, nice. but they were identical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever Taylor, yeah, that's just, all he does. His whole life is just sewing red robes yes. for all. It's like, ah, uh, another one. So do you have any new projects on, on I'm the I'm working on a CW show, um, just joined season two of Rain, which is oh, okay. French 1500s, uh, Mary Queen of Scots and Francis. And I get to be an extremely wealthy, powerful French lord. Nice. Who hates Mary Queen of Scots and wants Francis to to behave, basically. So I'm having a great time. It's a so, glorious cast and, and such a fun show to be part of. Now, is it fun coming to these cons and having all these fans come up to you that have watched the shows over the years? It, it, it's a privilege to come to them. Uh, it's, it, it's large groups of crazy, passionate people excited by ideas and to be surrounded by that energy is, is always a joy. Uh, and it's wonderful to to realize that things that you do in your own little when you make a show it's it's sort of your little yeah it's your little team and you're just making it for each other and i sometimes forget that people out in the world then watch it so it, it is lovely to to meet people who've enjoyed what you and all the guys yeah. on that that project have put out so yeah it's lovely oh. And you don't meet the ones who don't like it. They don't come up and speak to you. So it's okay. It's, it's like great. everyone loves it. Awesome. So okay. Well, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you very it. much. Much appreciated. Right, this is actor Craig, uh, Craig Parker. Have a great day. See you. Gentlemen, behold, Dungeon Crawler Radio. <laughs> hey, Dungeon Crawlers, we're here with Grant Imahara. Uh, known for Mythbusters, as well as doing a lot of amazing stuff with Star Wars and other epic movies out there. Yeah. So, how, how have you been? How is being here at Salt Lake Comic Con? Oh, you know what? I am so excited to be here because this is, first of all, for a second year con, so impressive. I mean, there's yeah. so many vendors. This is huge. Yeah. So it, it is. It's crazy. It's always great also to get out and and uh, meet the fans. So, how did you get into designing and building stuff like you? We've seen you do on MythBusters and you've done on many movies. Um, I have always had an interest in robotics and making things. And when I got to Industrial Light Magic, I learned there were there was a whole bunch of machinists there, uh, you know, half a dozen mechanics, and they were all happy to teach me how to how to make things, how to make. My background's in electronics, not okay. mechanical engineering, yeah. but I had this keen interest, and so I'm like, hey, will you teach me? And they were happy to. Wow. And then I got. My hobby was building fighting robots for the show called BattleBots. Yeah, and that's it's like it was kind of a trial by fire. Okay, I would I would stay late at work, use the machines, and then you know get experience that way. So you had lots of fun building robots that attacked each other in your backyard. Oh yes. Oh yes. Wow. In a giant arena called the Battle Box. Wow. Yeah. So 
you know, I, I see a picture here where you're actually working on R2. Yes. What was that like? Because I'm pretty sure you grew up watching the original oh. Star Wars trilogy and then building yeah. an R2 unit. Dream come true. I mean, I, I was born in 1970. Yeah. I was seven years old when Star Wars came out. I had all the toys. I, I had the bed sheets, lunchbox. I was you there with it. you. Yeah. And when your boss comes in and says, okay... Uh, hey, we're gonna, you know, work on the new the new trilogy, and you're gonna work on R2D2. It's like you can't even imagine what that feels like. Oh yeah, I, I can't. It's, it's yeah. So yeah, it was a dream come true. Nice. So what is what else, uh, what other projects do you have coming up? Uh, right now, I'll be shooting another episode of Star Trek Continues, okay. which is our uh, web series that is based in the original series universe. Now, I, if I remember right, you're playing Sulu, right? I'm playing Sulu, nice. which is so much fun. Yeah. I mean, first of all, to be able to put on the costume yeah. and, and play this character, which, you know, for me, growing up Asian American, there weren't that many... Asian American faces on TV no, and Sulu no. is like the best one. Yeah. So to be able to play that character and to be able to go onto a full bridge set, including there are hallways, there's the Dr. McCoy's room, yeah. Kirk's quarters. I mean, it's it's like the best dress up yeah. you've ever done. So are there any moments while you're, you're filming that where you're like, oh crap, I could fix that but and do that better? Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, actually, the last episode we were filming, um, the Sulu scope broke. It was actually the second, the one before that, Lalani. Yeah. The Sulu scope uh, is supposed to rise up, and it broke. And so I'm there in the middle of filming. And, oh well, I can fix that. And so I opened it up and worked on it. Nice. Yeah. So you're, you're Sulu. You're on the Enterprise. You fixed R2. What else is there? I mean, you've you've I don't know, man. Both franchise <laughs> I mean it seems like the only other person that can say that is J.J. Abrams right yeah now. right yeah. yeah it's it's I don't know it's a geek's it's a geek's dream come true I'm living yeah. life man that that's, sounds like it <laughs> so alright well thank you for your time all appreciate right. it uh, this is Grant Imahara and we'll catch you next time I'm Shelly Mazzanoble this is Warren Hammond this is Taryn James hi this is Tim Russ this is C.J. Henderson this is Dan Wells Hey, yo, yo, this is Matt Hill. Hey, this is Ari Salvatore. This is Tracy Hickman, and you are listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, as am I. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers, we're here at Sully Comic Con with author Dan Wells, author of I Am Not a Serial Killer, I Do Not Want to Kill You, Mr. Monster, The Hollow City, Partials, Ruins, everything else. I, everything I think I, else. I think it, it covered everything? Yeah. So, it's been a while. You've been in Germany, now you're back. I'm back in America again. I'm officially American. You're American now? Yeah. Not German? No, I'm, I'm a German expatriate living in America now. Awesome. <laughs> so how have things been going? Things have been going really well. Good. Uh, very happy. Have uh, just released the novella. Just Good. Lost two Hugos. Lost two? Lost two <laughs> Hugos. two Hugos? Well, I didn't lose the statues. I lost, I was nominated for oh. two and I didn't win either one of them. Gotcha, that's different. But, uh, you're you know, yeah. I guess I should say, my name was read from a Hugo stage twice. Nice. That makes it sound really good. Yeah. So, things are going well with the new book. Yeah. You finished, you wrapped up Partials with Ruins, Hollow City's out, Mr. Mm-hmm. Monster's done. But there's rumors John Cleaver might be coming back. Absolutely. 
Uh, I have a new John Cleaver trilogy that okay. comes out next year in the fall. Uh, the first book is called The Devil's Only Friend. And uh, there is actually available right now, this very second, um, a John Cleaver novella. It's ebook only called Next of Kin. Nice. So, so how many years forward are we jumping with John Cleaver? It's actually only one year ahead. Oh, wow. So less time has passed for him than it has for us. <laughs> wow. Um, but, uh, you know, with, with, uh, without spoilers for people who haven't finished the third one, yeah. um, it, it leaves him kind of in a different situation. And so it's, it's not really John the lone wolf on his own uh-huh. being the creepy killer. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in a very different situation when, when this fourth book starts. Nice. So is there any other projects coming out? Or is that Absolutely. Just I actually have, starting next year, two books coming out every year. Wow. A new John Cleaver series and a new science fiction series from Harper. Uh, the new series is called Mirador. The first book is called Blue Screen. Nice. And it is uh, cyberpunk. Okay. Teen girl hackers who are professional gamers in Los Angeles in the year 2050. Nice. That seems to kind of be coming back a little bit. Creepy. That's what I'm hoping. So. That's what I hope. Nice. So uh, it's really excited. I'm more excited about Blue Screen than I have been about a book in a long, long time. It's kind of different, because most of yours have been kind of thrillers and horror type ish, and now you're going to cyberpunk. Yeah, it's it's still kind of a thriller. It's it's uh, it's the, the way we sold it to Harper was it's uh, hacker Buffy in a cyberpunk justified. So it's a little little bit of a kind of a, a cyber thriller, Yeah. but with uh, cool teen protagonists. Nice. It's going to be really fun. So two books a year for the next how long? At least three years. Three years. I hope to maintain that pace, but I'm contracted just for three years at, yes. at present, so we'll see what happens. And everything's available everywhere. Everything's available everywhere. I should also mention the yep. book I've been talking about forever. Yes. Uh, Extreme Makeover. I, I was going to ask. Uh, Tor is buying it. It's going to happen. Though. Yeah. We're actually working on the contract right now, so I don't know when that's coming out. Um, 2016 at the very earliest. But that book is finally coming every out. Book co- every book comes with, like, hand cream that you can put yes, on? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My hand's Jeremy Iron's hand. Yeah. Perfect. That's I, I intend to pass out hand lotion nice. eventually. We'll, we'll get little bottles of hand lotion we can I know some, where you can so. get some. Really? Yeah. We'll work that out. All right. So, everyone, go pick up Dan Wells' books, because if not, you're going to regret it. So, uh, I'm not a serial killer. The Hollow City, Partials, you'll love it all. Author Dan Wells. We'll catch you next time. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We know it's Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, that's why we put together this little show for you. We don't expect everyone to be listening on Thanksgiving, but you know we do know that you guys love listening to the show uh, after the show is broadcasted. So, so far, you know, if you've been listening, tuning into the show, you've heard Jason David Franks, you've heard Adam Baldwin, Doug Jones, Christopher Judge, Renee O'Connor, Bob Salvatore, uh, Craig Parker, and Grant Will, or excuse me, Grant Imahara, and Dan Wells. At this point, I mean, quite a huge lineup. You know, and this is you know, a lot of celebrities we've been able to pick up over just 2014. I mean, there's been several more, but these are kind of the best, the better ones. Uh, we did have several other early on. We had some audio issues uh, with our camera equipment. 
uh, at FanX, and so we had some really great, you know, we had Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba Fett, and we had Edward James almost. If you don't know who he is, wow. Uh, you know, he's been in Blade Runner, he was in the revamp of Battlestar Galactica as uh, Admiral Adama. Uh, there's just been so many great ones, we just had to kind of pick and choose. However, you know, I just, again, want to say thank you for supporting us over 2014. Thank you if you've been supporting us since the beginning in 2008. We still have a great 2015 plan. we got some exciting news coming up. But I have two interviews left that we really want to get out to you. Uh, the first is Michael Rosenbaum. I mean, the man that Stan Lee said was the best Lex Luthor ever to be portrayed on TV or film. We're, we get to talk to him uh shortly and you know this was a great thing I, I really suggest you go out and check out the YouTube video because not only that why we were interviewing Michael Rosenbaum we had two other celebrities kind of jump in on this interview in, in a certain way you know we had Simon Helberg the guy, he plays Howard Wallowitz on Big Bang Theory you know he was there at Salt Lake Comic Con he walked over and then sat down in the golf cart that uh, they were going to take Michael away and he just sits there throughout most of the interview it's kind of interesting that he's just sitting there and he's staring at the camera um, kind of like Howard would and then in the middle of our interview, we also had another celebrity just kind of dive in and and say something. I'm going to hold his name off for right now. When we come back, you know, I'll, I'll let you know who that is. But if you can guess it, you know, awesome, good for you. And you will be surprised for it. So with that said, Michael Rosenbaum, everyone. Hey, we're All here right. at Salt Lake City Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, as you can see, this is Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, I was Lex Luthor, Flash. Who else? Uh, Kip. Picking old oh, yeah. school, Danny and Pool Junkies, The Flash. Jeez, man. I've been watching. Don't forget for a while. Back in the Day. I, back I in the, that I was a great that. movie. I love that. Oh, thanks, man. A little uh, low then, budget yeah. movie. I love it. You know, and then um, uh, you were also Dutch in uh, Breaking, Breaking In. Breaking In, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm so fancy that I got picked up in a golf, golf cart. cart. Yeah. That's how A list cool. I am. So, how have things been going? I mean, I have, to, I have to say, Lex Luthor, one of my favorite portrayals of Lex Luthor oh, ever. thank you. You know, it was just one of those roles, you get lucky and you yeah. pinch yourself and go, wow. It's also nerve-wracking to think yeah. that I'm playing such an iconic character and all these people are yeah. going, he's going to bomb, he's going to ruin the character. Oh, no. uh, but, you know, somehow I I just decided to do my own way, my own thing, and, and I got lucky and people enjoyed it. Uh, so, I mean, what, is, what was it like going from, because you were, you were doing the voice of The Flash. Yeah, at the same point. time I got cast as The Flash. Yeah. With that, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're playing the good guy, Flash, running around, and then you also have to check in and be the bad guy, Lex Luthor. Yeah, it's great because I got to be the good guy on... Look, at these assholes are going to walk right across... I invented the internet, and uh, it's just so amazing how the world has responded yeah. to to me since I cut my hair off for that show. Yeah. And it's just been... I don't know. I'm just... I love how the world loves me. So. Okay. Well, have a great one. Thanks for now. <laughs> How can you not love that? It's Bruce Campbell. I know. Legend. You never say no to that. No, and a good buddy. He's a good buddy. He's a good buddy. He takes yeah. me bike riding in L.A. We go bike ride around the reservoir, and we have a good time. He's just a top-notch guy. Really. So what guy. type of bike? Uh, just like a little mountain bike. And oh, nice. They hang out, have a little uh, drink at the golf course, and, uh, and that's it. Nice. Yeah. So uh, do you have any future projects on, on the horizon? Yeah, I just shot a pilot for TV Land. TV Land is uh, trying to be the next uh, AMC. Oh. People are just coming. It's all right, you jerks. No, I'm wow. kidding. I don't care. 
They'll, they'll edit you and, out. You're just, it's okay. It's a, no, okay. you're fine. You're out of here. You're ruining the show, sir. <laughs> you're ruining the show. You're still talking while we're doing an interview. It's awesome. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm doing a show called Impastor. It's a pilot that I'm producing in the lead-in, and nice. TV Land's trying to be the next AMC. They're doing something edgy, and so we'll see if it gets picked up. And I'm writing another movie, uh, and I'm trying to get that financed. Wow. And uh, watch back in the day that I wrote, directed, and started with Marina Baccarin and yeah. a bunch of other fun people. So is it different writing? Uh, you know what? I just got bored with acting. Okay. I, no, 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 no. I love acting. But when you're on a TV show for seven years and you, you're sitting in your trailer and you do the same role, you got to... So I said, you know, i got to do something else. So I started writing things about my past, things that I knew, things yeah. that... Good things, bad things. And somebody was like, you should turn these into a script. Nice. And I did, and uh, I stole a few scripts. They never got made, but you just keep writing, and then you get interested in directing, and you're like, wow, this guy's directing the episode. I think I could do this. I've not yeah. said enough. But then you start to do it, and if you like it, you try to continue that. Okay. So I just I try to do everything. I get bored really easily. Fair enough. I mean, you got to keep active and do stuff fun. Yeah. So now, is there any possibility you might come back do something with DC or Marvel? If they invite me or Marvel invites me, sure, I... I, I tested for Guardians of the Galaxy. My good friend James Gunn yeah. auditioned me, and uh, and Chris Pratt was genius in it. Oh, um, yes. But, you know, there's there's opportunities, and when those opportunities come along, you, you, you take them, and then you hope that one lands, and you just keep going. So I'm going to ask one last question so you can take off. You're supposed to get one effing question. <laughs> 80 questions. Sorry. I know. Yeah, Lex Luthor, the real Lex yeah. Luthor in here. You see him? Can you turn, the, turn the camera so you can pan, pan over, over there. Got the real Lex Luthor behind there yeah. driving the golf cart. All right, last All right, question. Last question. To back over here. To Come over here. To the important stuff. You know, when you see these guns, is it really cool? Whoa. You okay? It's just a trip. Okay. Is it really cool when the fans come up to you and, you know, really appreciate what you've done for the, the oh, characters man. you play? Yeah. I just, you know, people come up to me and say, hey, I was in Iraq and you got me through it. I'm like, what do you mean I got you through it? Because this little kid came over and was selling DVDs, and I bought one, and then I ended up watching the whole series, and it took my mind off the war. And it just you know, it gets right in your heart, you know? It just, you're like, wow, I affected someone? Because it's silly what we do. We're just getting paid to, you know, to act and pretend. Yeah. And it affects people's lives sometimes, and so it's nice when, that, when you hear that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, man. All right. Michael Rosenbaum, everyone. Have a great day. That was just a great interview. And uh, I don't know, for those of you that don't know me or haven't listened to the show, I'm a huge Superman fan. I'm a huge fan of Smallville. So to have the opportunity to talk to Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, was a gr huge honor for myself. So, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you to Jeremy Kirchner and the people at Salt Lake Comic Con because they really helped uh, helped us get that interview. Um, not only that, there, there's several other great interviews we got from Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, and this next one I'm really excited about because I'm also a huge Doctor Who fan. You know, we've been able to interview several people over the years, and we've gotten a few people from Doctor Who that were companions, but never a doctor, really. You know, we've been able to talk to, um, uh, the, the, his name escapes me, but he played Dorian uh, from uh, the, the reign of the 11th Doctor, uh, the Matt Smith era. Uh, he was the blue... Uh, black black market dealer um and then we talked with jeremy bullock which you know he was in doctor who as well not only was he 
Boba Fett, but he also was in several of the classic Doctor Who uh, episodes. And, you know, uh, I met we met Karen Gillan, got a signature and some stuff with that. And you know, there was also you know we didn't quite get, but you know there was also John Barrowman. That's all at Comic Con. Uh, unfortunately, his line was so long that we never got a chance to, to speak with him. Hopefully, one day. Um, however, we were able to uh, get the Eighth Doctor. That's right, Paul McGann. Uh, you may have seen him on Luther as Mark North, but really, you know, the Eighth Doctor was in a special made-for-TV movie uh, towards the end of the 90s. It didn't really go anywhere, but the Eighth Doctor lived on in audio, and so that's where he really uh, shined until recently. Uh, the night they did a small short of Night of the Doctor before the 50th anniversary, and wow, I mean, just an amazing way for that Doctor to go out. So, with that said, I am excited to bring you Paul McGann, the Eighth Doctor from Doctor Who. Hey, Dungeon Crawlers, we're here with actor Paul McGann. You know him as Mark North on Luther, or. The Eighth Doctor. That's my whole career, right there. That's it. Well, you're yeah. also uh, in Three Musketeers. Oh yeah. yeah um, let's see. A Aliens Three, if I remember yeah. right, and Queen of the Dam. So yeah. you've kind of been a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, down the years, I've been a little bit busy. Yeah. So how was it coming back? Because you know, Night of the Doctor, they brought you back, which, at least to me, was a shock. It was a shock to me as yeah. well. I mean, not least that I only found out. Uh, Three weeks before. Oh wow! It was quick, even for showbiz. That was quick. Yeah. Um, Stephen Moffat gave me the call. We were actually—I was with Colin Baker and a few others down in Australia. Yeah. And he called, but he wanted me to keep it secret. Mm -hmm. I just kind of felt kind of. Anyway, it's weird. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I couldn't tell him. Couldn't tell anybody. And he said, "If I write such a thing, will you come back and the second I see it?" He said, "I haven't written it yet." <laughs> He said, so I want you to take it sight unseen. Okay. When do I have to make a decision? Now. Now? Wow. So it was like that. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. He said, good, we'll shoot it Monday. Wow. And it was quick. Um, and then it went out on my birthday, which is a nice surprise. Nice, that's, a, that's good. Yeah. But it made a big difference, you know. It did. No, I, I, I And it really that. kind of... It's, a, it's been a real shot in the arm. Yeah. I think for... Because uh, the Eighth Doctor... Kind of the forgotten so one, in a way. In a way, but... A bit, Except that he lives on audio. That's yeah. where he is. Mm -hmm. You know, we've ticked along nicely down the years on audio. But it was great, I think, for fans to see him back. Yeah. Even if it was only for six minutes. Uh, it was a great scene. Yeah. I mean, really powerful. It was an episode. Yeah. You know, a mini-sode. Uh, and a good bit of writing, I think. You know, you can get a lot into six minutes. Yes. So, you know, how is it coming out here, being with the fans that are coming up to you for Doctor Who? Because, you know, do they come up for you for your portrayal in the other movies or, or Luther? Or is Luth it mainly Doctor Who? May at the moment, maybe because it's the 50th anniversary, mm -hmm. it's a lot of Doctor Who. Okay. Doctor Who really has taken off here. Yeah, it has. You know, it's uh, not long ago, it seems like yesterday, we did. This here, yeah. this, the so-called movie, 1996, yeah. and its chief function, seems ludicrous to think about it now, yeah. was to find an audience in the United States. Yeah. It's only 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. And it, you know, the producers were convinced that an audience was here. Okay. It was our, it was our job to find one. It didn't quite it didn't work. didn't work that well. Um, though there were people here. Now, it seems silly to... to 
when they're everywhere. Yeah. Know, which has been great, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but where were you guys like 17 years 17 ago? years ago, so you'd have a. Yeah, we could have gone to series. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be, but I think. Um, so, in answer to your question, it's been great recently. Yeah. And what's more, kids have also got into the. Oh, yeah. The audio stories. That's been the latest sort of catch, catch on, you know. Um, which again has been really gratifying. Nice. Now, are, do you do any of those audio, those audio readings, or is it other people reading them? Well, you mean the ones on Big Finish? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, uh, that's like I said. This is where the the Eighth Doctor really has okay. made his All right. has made his. Then we shot them. We shot this pilot. Yeah. And then I, three or four years later, went straight on to audio. Okay. So, it's kept it going. Nice. When this minisode came to be shot, mm -hmm. uh, I was glad. I think that I'd done so many audios because I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Nice. All I had to do was put the coat back on and just put it back on and get go. back in the toilet. Nice. Yeah. Now with Luther, you know, your, your character Mark North has kind of left. Is there any plans for him to come back, or left? is he done? There was no plans for him to leave. What is it about Luther? Character sort of goes goes for a pint of milk. Yeah, that's the last you see of him. That's true. You know what happened to Mark North? Yeah, I want to know what happened to Mark North. He just disappeared one day. As far as I know, I'm still on the not on the payroll so much, okay. but um, I think I'm still in their mind somewhere. So he but may I, come back. He may well come back. Okay. Maybe just ran its course. There was a, there were these scenes. Towards the end of tenderness between yeah. John Luther and the the the, 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 the boyfriend the of the ex, the ex kind yeah. of thing, so it got a little bit sort of bromance, and then he disappeared. We'll see. I'm getting a little bit jealous because I know they're shooting a movie at the moment, and so there's another oh, wow. series of it. Wow. Yeah, so it's a it's a good thing. And, and again, here in the United States, people have seen it. Yeah, it's always a bit of a surprise, you know, because to us it seemed like a smallish or niche thing. Yeah. Um, but of course, these days there are no niche things. Yeah. You can make one episode of something and go around and the world. It's yeah, it's yeah. So again, that's been really gratifying. So, is there any future projects you have on the table coming up? There are, but you know what? Can't sit, talk about them. I can't talk about them. Otherwise, okay. I'd have to kidnap you. Wouldn't be a bad thing, doctor kidnapping me. You know. All right. Take me on a cut. All right. Well, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Good to see you, uh, Dungeon Crawlers. We've been here with uh, actor Paul McGann. All right. Thanks you so thanks. much. Pleasure. All right, Dungeon Crawlers, with that, we're done. You, I, I hope you've enjoyed the, this DCR Gives Thanks uh, special episode for Thanksgiving. Uh, we really wanted to bring you something special, and we thought by bringing you these celebrity interviews that you would only normally see if you'd gone to our YouTube channel, um, you may have missed out on these, and we wanted to bring those to you. So check out the YouTube channel. Dungeon Crawl, it's under DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Or just Dungeon Crawlers Radio, excuse me. Um, the website is DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. You can check out there. Go to our Facebook page. It's under Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Our Twitter feed is DCR underscore show. Um, check out those feeds. Uh, we're going to be rolling out a lot of great material. In 2015, we plan on doing some uh, video uh, reviews. So you're going to see those on that YouTube channel as well as the website. We're going to be posting those and letting you know that when those become available on our social media sites as well. And, you know, 2015 is going to be a really amazing year for uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. 2014 had its bumps and its bruises, but we're almost done, and uh, we've gotten through it. We've learned a lot, uh, but we've gotten some great interviews, as you've heard over this episode. 
Um, we've been able to get some really great celebrity interviews. We've gotten a lot of traction with game com game design companies um, and made some really great relationships there. And we are really excited for what we're going to be rolling out for this next year. So please, please do continue to ride this train with us and be there as well as, uh, you know, let your friends know. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to tonight's show. Thank you for uh, listening to our other shows. Or if you haven't, go back, listen to those shows. We have several archived for the last several years. If you've been with us since the beginning, thank you so much. Again, we love you as a listener. Please, please send in your emails for the Gamer Forge. If you have questions for any of our interviews, if you're, you know, Give us a call. Call in on, on the live number. If you're a little uh, shy and jumping online uh, on the live show, send us an email. Send us a message on Facebook. We check all those places, and we would be more than happy to say, you know, John Smith has this question for you, and then read that question on air. Um, you know, just please, we want to make this as much of a listener participated show as it is with us hosts you know we want the experience the experience you have to be an amazing one so with that said next uh, if you're listening to the tonight show next week we will have an amazing show uh johnny worthen local author is coming on talking about his new book and there is much much more to come so Check out DungeonCallersRadio.com. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter feed. You'll be seeing what's rolling forth uh, throughout the December holidays. And then we will be ramping things up for the year in a nice tight bow. And then 2015 will come rolling in and we're just charging ahead. So with that said, as my fellow host, a guy named Joe, always says, good night, world, good night, Salt Lake, and get more from your games. Until next time. <laughs>